The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Are there some neutral areas for Christians where we are free to differ? Or is everything black and white, so to speak? What are the cardinal areas of doctrine? This is Grace in Focus, and thank you for joining us for this episode today. We come to you from the Grace Evangelical Society in North Texas. We're delighted that you've joined us. Find out more about us at our website, faithalone.org. We have thousands of articles pertaining to free grace theology and other resources on that site. And there is our online seminary. We want you to be aware of that. We offer an MDiv degree. And you can find out more about registration and application at gesseminary.org. Now with today's discussion, here are Ken Yates and Catherine Wright. And what we've been doing here at the end of the book of Romans is dealing with issues that we are very often asked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, obeying the government, taking vengeance on uh, other people who do us wrong. How do we do that? Spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, here's another one. This one is found in the first part of Romans chapter 14. And it deals with what we often call gray or neutral areas. Where we don't have any definitive statement in Scripture. Where we are free to differ with one another. Uh, I remember a lady in my Bible study years ago saying that she hated the word gray because she said gray suggests that it's like, half bad and half good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and there's there, that's a point well yeah, taken. Maybe it maybe neutral is a a neutral. better word even though we usually use the word gray. But Catherine brought up a good point as we were talking about this. We need to make a distinction here. Yes. Yes, there are some things where Christians are free that the Bible doesn't teach on. Exactly. Right. But there are other things that the Bible does teach on. That are very clear. Yes, and and doctrinal issues. I call these, you know, your fall on the sword stuff. What are you going to fall on the sword for? What is worthy of breaking fellowship over? And then what is something, I think that's probably the issue. What is worth breaking fellowship over versus not? You know, can you still go to church with this person? Can you still be in fellowship with them versus we got to break here? Yeah, and one of the issues we do break fellowship over are major doctrinal issues, yeah. what we call cardinal doctrinal issues, such right. as the gospel. Yes. What is the gospel? Mm-hmm. There's only one gospel. What is it? Well, if I believe in a salvation of works and you believe in a salvation of grace, then that's something we break fellowship over. Mm-hmm. But Paul is talking about things like what food we eat, what days we might celebrate or holidays, holidays or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. How Which does, is a big issue for oh, some people. You know, do you worship, do you celebrate even Christmas? There right. are a lot of Christians who say no Christmas is pagan. Right. Like, so there's an issue. You know, what how do you feel about that? But is that a core doctrine and what we would we just want to make a distinction here that there's room here again gray or it's neutral where we need to distinguish that from the gospel, the the message of eternal life by faith alone in Jesus for eternal life. Yes. And like, for example, some of those other days, you know, you'll meet Christians, for example, we have one in our Bible study who knows people who 
celebrate the Jewish feasts Yes, as a way to remember maybe the Old Testament or something right. like or that. Or another one is Halloween. Or Halloween. I know Christians who do Halloween and then some who feel very adamant that you shouldn't. And then they say, well, I can do it, but a trunk or treat. You yes, know, I, a I fall festival. Yeah, we go to sure. the uh, Reformation Day. Yes. you know, mm -hmm. So we do it. And so you can see that Christians have wide variety of opinions on this. Mm-hmm. So what does Paul have to say here? He says in chapter 14, verse 1, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to dispute over doubtful things. The one in the weak in the faith is, Paul doesn't mean a believer who is immature, maybe, but simply mm -hmm. the believer who doesn't realize yeah. that he has the freedom to do these things, or maybe because of his background, it brings up thoughts sure. and he feels uncomfortable doing those things. Mm -hmm. He goes on to say, for one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. You know, I like this discussion because in our culture, People will argue over food. <laughs> they'll, oh my goodness. they'll over what, you know, can you eat meat? Can you do this? You know, can you eat sugar? Bread. You know, yes, your, your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit and you have to withdraw from these things. And I think all of us have met Christians who will not eat certain things and they think it's sinful to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, in a church like Rome, there would have been Jewish believers and Christian believers, and the Jewish believers would have grown up in a culture where they would have held certain foods were not kosher, and they would have abstained from them, and they would have carried that over into their Christian life. Mm -hmm. But I've done enough reading to know that in Rome, it was multicultural. There would have been all kinds of different people in the church at Rome that would have abstained from certain food for whatever reason. Right. And Paul might have in mind here the Lord's Supper, that when they came together back then, when they did the Lord's Supper, it was over a meal. Mm -hmm. And could you imagine <laughs> if people were judging one another about what they were eating and what they couldn't eat and blah, 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 the problems that would be at the Lord's Supper. So it's not just at the Lord's Supper, but life in general Paul's point is, don't judge one another. Right. You know, don't the person he goes on to say in these verses, the person who believes that he can eat meat, let him not despise the person who only eats vegetables. And the person who only eats vegetables, let him not think, well, I'm holier than you. Yeah. You know, I, I love God more than you do because I'm willing to abstain from meat and you're not able to do that. Mm -hmm. In these verses, another issue that comes up is... He talks about judging. Don't judge one another in these areas. Perhaps one of the things that's going on here is, let's say that I only eat vegetables in this context here, mm -hmm. and you eat meat. And, and let's say I even say, you know what? I understand that eating meat is not a sin. But I could, what I can do is I can say, yeah, but where is that going to lead you? Okay, mm -hmm. you're eating meat. And I know eating meat is not a sin, but I know what's going to happen to you. 
you're going to wind up at the pagan temple and you're going to be messing around with those pagan prostitutes and you're you're going to start worshiping. You're going to go down to the market. Yes. Where all those people are and you're going to start schmoozing with them and hanging out with those bad boys by the temple. And- that's right. It's a what we call a slippery slope. Yeah, that's right. It's right? association. And that. Paul says that the Lord is able to make them stand. The Lord is able to keep them from that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that's probably part of what Paul has in mind here. But then on the flip side, I think, let's say you're eating the meat and you're looking at that person eating their vegetables and you're just looking at them and how easy is it to think, man, you're just so stupid. It's Mm -hmm. just meat, bro. Like, come on. Why, why can't you just eat my steak with me? Like, why do you got to be so nitpicky? Why do you got to be so legalistic? You know, like you could, both sides can fall into sin in this because we're judging. Right. If you have this freedom, you look at that person and you go, if you were as mature as me, you'd be eating this meat with me. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and by the way, this whole discussion, uh, it reminds me of a book I read many years ago that I think I've mentioned on here a few times decision-making in the will of God. Mm -hmm. You know, what Paul is talking about in these areas is we have freedom to decide in these areas. And if I feel that I'm not sinning in any way by doing this, and I have the freedom to do it or or not to do it. Let me give another example of where I think I've seen this issue, you know, gray area issues or neutral issues is, um, Two examples. One is in entertainment, what TV shows you watch. There's some Christians who don't watch any, you know, they don't, they feel very much like all of it's bad. And they, you know, I've seen a lot of Christians say, I'm going to cut out my streaming services. I don't want anything to do with any of that entertainment. And then you have others who still watch things. And how easy is it to think both a, you know, I'm better than you because I got rid of my streaming services or B, how silly are you for getting rid of all that stuff? Either way, we can be so judgmental, but that's, that's a gray area. There's the, the scriptures don't tell you whether or not to get rid of your Netflix. <laughs> you right. Know? And that verse that I was referring to is verse four, where it says, who are you to judge another servant? Either mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Either, Either way. way. Right. And it says to his own master, he stands or falls. And here it is. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. So if I'm judging the person who is not doing what I'm doing, and I think you're just going to fall into legalism. I mean, I could even judge you and say, oh man, you're going to become one of these guys who believe you can lose your salvation, you know, Mm -hmm. that if you don't give up meat or whatever the case may be. And so I judge them and, and no, a believer can just be someone who says, for whatever reason, I'm only going to eat vegetables. I think it, you know, I have more energy. I sleep better at night. My digestive system is, but whatever. Right. And this is tough, though. I mean, all this makes sense, mm-hmm. but it's tough because it's so easy to become judgmental. And Paul goes on to say, in starting in verse 5, about what we just mentioned, about some people observe one day over another. Well, I can imagine in a pagan, multicultural Mm. city like Rome, all roads lead to Rome, man, there must have been all kinds of days. I can picture, for example, maybe a day where the emperor was honored. And I can imagine, for example, at Philippi, which was a Roman colony, imagine that you're a retired military guy, and that's why you're there. And... It's a patriotic day where you celebrate how 
Caesar supported the military. Mm -hmm. And someone in the church may say, you know what? I'm going to have a special dinner that day. Mm -hmm. And then another Christian would say, oh, well, in Rome, they think he's a god. No, I don't think he's a god. I'm not worshiping as a god. I'm just observing this day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Martin Luther King Day or whatever, you know, the case may be. I'm just taking the day off. But you could see where people would be judgmental. And we see that in our own culture. Yes. And that's what Paul is arguing against here. And he basically says that the people who do not observe those days can do it for the Lord. The people who observe it can do it for the Lord. And then this section ends, and this is the most important part, I think, Mm -hmm. when he talks about in verse 10 that we'll be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. Why are you judging your brother? Right. We must all appear at the judgment seat of Christ. Which I think goes back to what we were saying about the section starting back in chapter 12, that it's humility. Right. It's that posture of, I'm not better than my brother either way in this area, and we have freedom, and so... You're not his judge. Christ, he goes, why are you judging? Why are you judging your brother? We must all prepare for the judgment seat of Christ. Let him judge us in these areas. We need to be people of grace. And so keep grace in focus. Our goal at the Grace Evangelical Society is to teach scripture clearly and without confusion. One of the best tools for that clarity, we believe, is our website. It's faithalone.org. On our site, we have all kinds of materials that are designed to help you mature and grow in your faith and your understanding of Scripture. Please come visit us at faithalone.org. It's really exciting to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a question, comment, or feedback, I hope you'll reach out to us. Best way to do that is through email. Here is our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, how can we be overcomers? I hope you will join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.